Hi there. This is Brian Lamb, and I own Infinity Sports Network and the ISN Podcast Network. First off, I hope you and your loved ones are safe and doing well during this difficult time. Secondly, I'd like to say thank you for giving the podcasts on our network a listen. We appreciate each and every one of you and value your opinions. If you'd like to reach us to offer feedback, please message us on Twitter at ISN Pod Network. Additionally, if you'd like to advertise with us, you can email us at podcast at infinitysportsnetwork.com. Finally, I'd like to say thank you for giving the podcasts on our network a listen, and I hope that you enjoy our content. Live from the ISN Podcast Studios, this is the NFL Draft Lounge Podcast. And welcome in to episode two of the NFL Draft Lounge Podcast. I am your host, Brian Lamb. Thanks so much for coming back to give the podcast a listen. Our guest this week is Jack Borowski. He's host of the Inside the Gridiron Podcast. He's co-host of Inside the NFL Prospects podcast, and he's also a writer for the Dynasty Draft Room. And once again, before we get to the interview, I'd like to invite you to check out some of our written content at NFLDraftLounge.com, where we have some 2020 NFL Draft recaps uh, by individual teams. We have a 2021 NFL Mock Draft. Uh, rookie of the Year odds, offense and defense. And we've also got some uh, instant impact NFL rookies. And finally, some 2020 NFL rookie prop bets. And as always, you can find us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All at NFL Draft Lounge. And without further ado... Let's get to the interview. And I'm joined by our guest, Jack Borowski. Hey, Jack, go ahead and give us some background on your podcast. Yeah, so I started uh, Inside the Gridiron last year, and what that podcast was, the first one I did, is it's a interview podcast where I've done mostly people on the business side of sports and NFL players like I got Marshawn Lynch on the podcast I've done uh, AJ Vaynerchuk people are familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk VaynerMedia he started AJ his brother his own sports agency so I've gotten different members of the NFL community on different aspects trying to understand more the business side of sports like specifically with Marshawn rather than talking about his NFL career what he's done post-career. So things of that nature is what I focused on there. So I had the NFL side of things, and then I started, and what I've done a lot more of was inside the NFL prospects, where my partner Brian and I, we interview college football players who we think have a legitimate shot of making it to the NFL and being high draft picks. And we started that back in July or early August, and we've done about 180 episodes since then. Trying to get a broad scope of the things we scout a lot, trying to find certain players who we think would be a really good benefit to have them on the podcast and trying to get our name and their name out there for the public. So what's been your favorite interview that you've conducted so far? 
So it's one of those questions there. I get that a lot, and it, it changes like on a daily basis, just based off of who I'm, who I have on at that moment. Like I think originally, what I usually say is I love the small school kids, like Ben Barch, Kyle Duggar, Jeremy Chin from last year's draft were three of my favorites. Who just hearing their stories, and I interview like Kyle. I did in August and when there was a little bit of buzz around him but nothing too much to where it was considered he was considered a day two selection so hearing his backstory and talking about with him about where he saw himself and if he thought he had a chance to make it to the NFL and then that progression I think the one I've done recently that was my favorite was Elijah Hicks he's a cornerback for the Cow Bears and he's going to be in the 2021 NFL draft and what I loved about his was not the football side of things, but he's doing a lot to help out with coronavirus relief and having a huge part. Him and he's helped a lot of his teammates out, and they've all kind of joined in together to uh, help out, whether it be donating food, su- food supplies, whatever is needed, and giving a helping hand. And hearing him talk a lot about that was interesting to hear these college football players for using their platforms on social media to bring awareness and taking part in trying to help out in something that has been a pandemic that's negatively affected so many people. What tips do you have for someone that's wanting to start a similar podcast? Tips, I would say, uh, mostly what we were able to do, and I give my partner Brian a lot of credit to this, was building a big platform on social media is the biggest thing possible before starting a podcast. So now we're up to about 20,000 followers on Instagram, and that's kind of our main emphasis on where we try and get guys. But I think the first thing you got to do is find, do a lot of research on different players who you think aren't the top guys. If you're starting a podcast, you're not going to get potential first, second, third round picks a late day three guy who you think has a lot of upside or has a lot of teammates. I think when, perfect example, I when we were first starting out, a guy we got on who, Shane Lemieux at the time, was considered a day two pick, but wasn't well known, offensive guard, played at Oregon, but he was a leader of the team, was someone who a lot of guys looked up to, and we were able to reach out to him. He agreed to be on, and we turned that and used his example to try and get a lot of other Oregon football players on the podcast. And that was something where if your teammate has been on the podcast, you're more likely to go on. So though for like the first few episodes, I think but for the first few months, it took us a while to get up to five to 10 guys. And then after that, we were able to expand a lot and, and get it to where we're up to 180 and counting episodes. So it's one of those things, build on social media and try and find certain guys at bigger schools that you think have chance, are under the radar per se and have a chance to develop to where, all right, they're an established name and their teammates will want to come on the podcast. What's your dream interview for the 2020 NFL season or at least someone that you're, you're looking to target to interview? Yeah, I think for uh, when I look at for the draft, the upcoming one, the one guy who I've always wanted to, and like when you get to the point with college football, NFL is one of those things where it's like pretty much anyone would be an awesome interview, but for, for the collegiate level, the guy, like I, I think it would be Trey Lance would be someone who I'd love to get on. Obviously, with college football and what you're going to get when starting a podcast, there's a lot of restrictions. Certain schools limit you in certain ways. 
So I, I actually tried getting him on back last September. So those who don't know Trey Lance, North Dakota State quarterback, he's a potential top 10 pick. I tried to get him on back last September. There's a, there was a lot of rules in place with their media team, so he couldn't go beyond. But maybe if he declares early, it could be one of the situations. But just getting – it would be cool for any any podcaster to get him on or just an article to be written. Kind of get his thoughts because there's a lot up in the air. Of will he declare? Will he not? What's it like going from being barely ranked as a recruit he will got I believe he got an offer from Minnesota to change positions, goes to North Dakota State, and as a redshirt freshman, throws twenty-eight touchdowns, zero interceptions, and leads the team to the uh, their national championship win. So I, I really he's someone who I think is probably the most interesting prospect for the upcoming draft. With the twenty twenty NFL draft, it went all virtual. What are some aspects of that draft that you'd like to see the uh, NFL incorporate into the 2021 NFL draft? Uh, it's one of those things where I thought there were certain aspects of it that they did well. It's still it's still cool day one to get that green room setting where I know I believe it's Cleveland next year and then Las Vegas is going to be the year after. And I know they can do a lot of unique things. And it's always cool to see certain players get to where they are uh, like, get to go up, meet Roger Goodell, you, you take the pictures, and that's always a great image to have looking back on it. I would say I think day three definitely could be virtual. Uh, I don't think that idea of having it be there and you're sitting there and it's not, Goodell's not going up on the stage and announcing things. Day two even, they get a lot of different people. So the NFL, what they do and what I like is they'll get, someone a fan of this team someone who's been dealing with some sort of tragedy or issue in their life and they let them uh, have a selection it's cooler for that to be live than virtual but i think day three something where you can make it quick easy and it's one of the things where i think day three at least should be virtual and it still get the same type of viewership um even if it were live so i, I like that as an aspect that they could add and give us an underrated prospect that you think has a shot at being drafted in the top 10 of the 2021 NFL draft. So for 2021, I would say there's a lot. It, it, it's interesting because there's a lot of guys who, who I like. And you, when you think about a top 10, most of the guys who I think we saw even last year outside of like Burrow, we used to know Chase Young was going to be a top 10 pick. Uh, there's certain guys who fall, but Derek Brown, Isaiah Simmons was in the top 10, 15. So like a, an outsider who I see right now, I got my eye on JC Horn. He's a cornerback out of South Carolina. This is a loaded cornerback class though, which is one of those interesting things about, will that push someone down the board? But you could argue this past season, 2020 NFL draft was great. And Jeff Okuda ended up going three. And when you looked at the cornerback class going into the season, you thought Paulson Adebo, Bryce Hall was in the mix, C.J. Henderson, who ended up going top 10, Trevon Diggs, a lot of these players. And Akuda was kind of a little bit more on the outside of the first round as, all right, he's got some potential, but um, we haven't seen enough. And I think that's what we're going to get with J.C. Horn in that Sean Wade's already been established. Pat Sertain has already been established. Those are a few guys who are seen at the top. Maybe Caleb Farley as well. But I think J.C. Horn... It's one of those players, I think we saw this with Jedrick Wills, where people start to watch the tape and realize, oh, shoot, this guy is actually a legit top 10, 15 pick. I think Joe Horn saw, and that's going to help him out, 
has a size 6'1", 205. And when I watched his film last year, he really stood out as a guy who I think has put himself in position to where he can be cornerback one for next year. He just hasn't gotten that attention yet. But I think his tape is on par, if not even better, than Sean Wade and Pastor James, who are considered at the top. Yeah, that's great, Jack. Um, give us uh, – where can we find you on social media? Yeah, so for my social media, you can follow me uh, personally on Twitter at the Gridiron underscore NFL, and you can follow the uh, my Inside the NFL Prospects podcast at Inside the NFL Prospect. And both of my podcasts are on most platforms, Apple Podcasts specifically, Inside the Gridiron and Inside the NFL Prospects. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. And once again, I'd like to thank Jack Browski for joining us on this week's episode of the NFL Draft Lounge Podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all at NFL Draft Lounge. You can also find my personal account on Twitter at Brian Lamb underscore ISN. We'll see you next week.